it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, hop along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, thank you, Mark Larson and Southern California. Welcome again to another live edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hop Along John Cassidy, and it is a pleasure for us to welcome you to tonight's show. And we hope you all are preparing for a very safe and happy holiday season, whether it be Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. We wish you all the best from all our folks here at Ron Real Radio and Radio Zion. Hey, but before we get to Christmas, we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. Let me tell you a little bit what might be in store for you. You know, we have been talking all year about the bluefin tuna bite of 2022. We were wondering, well, come wintertime, what's going to happen to that bite? Well, we're going to have Captain Mike Pritchard from... Tribute Sport Fishing with us. The Tribute is still going out and not only looking for tuna, but they're successfully catching tuna too. We're going to find all out all about it with Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sport Fishing first up uh, tonight. And then later on in the show, you know, the Yamamoto Company has been coming on out with a bunch of new freshwater lures for us freshwater fishermen and if you know Yamamoto they come out with stuff that works we're going to have their pro staff guy on with us Jack Dice he's going to talk about Yamamoto product he's also going to talk about some new product that is out from the Bill Lewis company and also maybe a little product also from Buckeye so we'll be talking about new freshwater lures in the six o'clock hour but before we do that let me introduce to you the co-host of Ron Real Radio. First, normally I'd be introducing Stan Vandenberg, but Stan, I believe, is jetting across the United States to get to Texas so he can be with his relatives for Christmas time. So Stan won't be with us tonight. But with me, more than making up for whatever we might lose and not having Stan, is my other co-host, she is the national sales manager for Iserline, represents many other fine products in the fishing industry. She is also an expert hunter and fisherman, and also commercial fisherman. It's our own Wendy Toshihara. Wendy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, was out in the garden today, picked a whole bunch of lemons, limes, and persimmons, pruned the tree, and uh, now I'm on the radio. Well, you know, Wendy, I was thinking about you the other night. I was in uh, one of the specialty grocery markets going through the produce uh, area. And 
they had dragon fruit there. And I looked at the price of dragon fruit, and that stuff is almost $5 a pound. So what a windfall you have in your garden. <laughs> yeah, that's just for the Vietnamese white, but they go all the way up to like eight ninety nine a pound. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. <laughs> wow. What a windfall. Now, also, I noticed, you know, we've been talking, we talked with Tommy Gones last week on sustainable seafood. And it looked like you went out over this past week and you helped promote sustainable seafood. Tell us about what you did. Are you talking about um, us selling at the farmer's market? You got it. <laughs> Not only that, I called up Tommy and Sonny over at Tunaville and I ordered 10 dozen Kumamoto oysters. Oh, that's where those came from. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, uh, yes, um, so we had an observer on our boat on Friday, so I didn't go fishing. So Merritt and the observer from NOAA went, and uh, then I helped Merritt on Saturday sell our catch at the farmers, Cypress Farmer's Market. All right. Let's go back to those oysters real quick. Because <laughs> normally when people, they go to the restaurant, they go, hey, I want a dozen oysters, and, uh, you know, they pop on up. You called them out by name. What was particular about the oyster that you wanted? I don't like big, giant oysters. I like little, small, tasty oysters. And the Kumamoto oyster is uh, a very small um, oyster. It's packed with a um, great flavor, um, kind of on the briny side. And it's also where my dad's family is from, Kumamoto. Oh, no kidding. So... Locally, where does Tom, I, I should say locally, but do you know where the source is that Tommy gets the oysters from? I think Pacific Northwest. I think so, too, because it, aren't they kind of like a deep-shelled oyster? Boy, I've yes. had those before. Those are great. Well, you know, we talked about getting ready for uh, the Christmas holiday coming on up, and we've got a week before Christmas, but... You are doing some special things between now and Christmas besides shopping. Tell us about your schedule coming up this week, Wendy. Sure. Well, tomorrow, and we've been planning this for a while, but um, our ladies that we go out on the searcher, um, our ladies trip, we all got together and we've become really good friends. And um, about a month ago, um, one of the ladies hosted a tuna canning party to teach all the ladies how to can tuna and tomorrow uh, we put together a seminar on how to silver solder rings on onto your lures and change out the hooks we're also um lead master um also gave me all the components to make um wahoo bombs all so right. we're going to um make wahoo bombs tomorrow night and then we're going to have a white elephant gift exchange and everybody has to bring some type of fishing lure or some something fishy all right now the seminar is it going to be kind of a closed affair or uh, tell us about it yeah we had to order um at first it originally was just the ladies and then some of the guys wanted to come so the guys are coming too so i have about 20 people coming tomorrow for our little seminar um and uh we had to pre-order all the um the kits you know um sure uh, you know to braise and all that so um 
we did all we did all that so if anybody wants to come then it's just they can watch but we um we had our this is all set already well you know that is going to be really uh, a great asset that you're going to be showing these people because i can't tell you how often here in the shop we get people coming in they have their their old jigs or they've gone out and they've bought something that they want to use for the bluefin tuna or the yellowfin tuna. But the factory hooks that are on there are just not beefy enough for the fish that we're seeing. And they're soldered on by rings. And a lot of times the guys don't, they don't know what to do. And uh, being able to take the old hooks off and solder on with a ring, heavier hooks or beefier hooks is really a plus. And you're not going to have to worry about your line getting caught in between the split ring. Or yeah, it's part. That's true. Yeah, for sure. So not only are they soldering the hooks on, but they're also soldering up on the eyes of the, uh, the jigs so that you can attach your cyst hooks or tie on directly or whatever you want to do. That's a good point. Right. Yeah, so All it'll, right. be it'll be fun, and um, I'm sure we'll be videotaping it or maybe going on on uh, Facebook Live or something. All right, that's neat. Hey, just one more thing we wanted to do, Wendy. You know, we wanted to do this last week, and we ran out of time. But last week I asked you and Stan to come up with maybe a little special fishing something that you've run across in the past year. That would make a great stocking stuffer or a gift to be found under the Christmas tree for your special fishermen. And tell me, did you come up with something? I did. And, you know, it's all because of the bluefin tuna fishing we have and changing out those rings and are changing out those hooks and, and trying to open up a slip, split ring. A lot of the split ring pliers, they're kind of on the small side. Yeah. When, you're, when you get into, like, the 300, 400, 500 gram um, knife jigs speed jigs you want to get a a um, split ring plier that's thick the tooth is thick so you can open it up wide enough to put one of those big heavy hooks through so i would say a really nice beefy split ring plier that would be good do you have a, a brand name in mind or uh have you heard of any pliers that seem to work pretty well wendy Shimano makes a good one. Uh, Mustad makes a good one. I'm sure there's plenty out there. I haven't looked around, but uh, I have one that Merritt bought me. From, uh, it was a Mustad one. And it's it's interesting. You know, normally it takes a couple people to pry open a split ring and then put the hook on and hold it and, and try to get it inside there. Well, if you just angle your split ring plier, um, just a little, like, um, I don't know, 45-degree angle, you can actually open up the split ring opening a little bigger so you don't need two people, and you can just slide that right in. Wow. Hey, let me tell you about a product that I've come up with. Now, this is maybe more for the freshwater guys. I don't know, but we'll see. But the uh, folks at Fish Formula have come up with a product that is a scent that is perfect for live sonar anglers. And what it is is a patented technology formula that not only helps trigger bites, but it enhances the way you can see your line and your lures 
on live sonars and depth finders. Man, you know, if you've seen a lot of the videos, you see pictures of of uh, guys uh, using forward scanning uh, uh, sonar where they throw their lures out and they can actually see it going down to the fish and actually seeing the fish eat their bait. Well, this is a product that has come out. It's called Bait Pop, and it helps those fishermen that are using forward scanning uh, fish finders. What you do is you can apply it either to your line or your bait, and it reflects big time on your live sonar. So you can target fish more effectively on your screens. It comes in a non-scented or a scented formula. So uh, it's something that's come out. It's, you know, I think we're going to be seeing a not, lot of new products that are really marketed towards uh, the live fish finders. In fact, tonight when we talk with uh, Jack Dice after 6 o'clock, Bill Lewis has come out with a new product that they call the Scope Stick. And this is a lure that is especially made to not only give you great action when fishing with it, but be, can be picked up by the forward scanning fish finders a lot better. So this seems to be an area that the industry is moving into, not only into electronics, but the lures that go along with the guys fishing these things. So this seems to be a big thing. But, hey, hold on to your uh, pocketbooks. If you find bait pop in the store, it runs about $20 a tube. So, But if you are of the inclination that you're fishing tournaments and it's important to you that you see your line and your lure as you're fishing with it, you may want to try the bait prop, pop product. So, man, when, Wendy, you know what is there any, I'm sorry, what's that, Wendy? You know what else is good? If you don't know what to get the angler in your life, then go to your local tackle store, whatever tackle store they shop at, and get a gift card. You, can, you can't go wrong with a gift card. They can go and pick out their own gift. You know, Wendy, you are absolutely right because there's a lot of times here in the store, mom and dad comes in someone's significant other comes in and they know that they've got a fisherman that fishes freshwater or saltwater and they want to get something that's really nice and something they know they're going to appreciate but if you're like you know most of the fishermen that we have in this world you got everything or just about everything you need but with a gift certificate you can give that and i can tell you your fisherman is going to be happier than the pig with his feet in the trough to get a gift certificate to his favorite tackle store so he can go out and not only get what he wants, but maybe he wants to get out, go out and get a special reel. And that gift certificate will represent a discount on that reel, and he'd maybe pick it up if he didn't really have the funds to be able to do it. So, Wendy, that's a great idea with a gift certificate. Hint, hint, I would love one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, Wendy and I are going to take a break right now, but coming up next, Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sport Fishing is going to be with us, so stay tuned. There's a lot more Ron Real Radio to come after these messages. Hi, Roland Martin here. 
I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bake Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bake Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality soft plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than two and a half million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto custom baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto custom bait. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Since being established in 2015, CCA has achieved great success for the entire sport fishing industry in the fight for our right to fish here in California. 2021 brought us plenty of success, but every year brings new battles, and we need your help. One of the best ways to help support CCA Cal is to join us and become a member, because strength is certainly in our numbers. Become a member today by logging on to joincca.org. Membership starts at $35 per year, and that is one of the best ways to help us while you go fishing. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the fishing boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart. Did you know that when you donate blood, you're not only helping others, you're also helping yourself? Donating blood lowers the risk of heart attacks in men by more than 70%, lowers the risk of developing cancer, and helps you maintain a healthy liver. So donate blood to help someone else and to help yourself. If you can't donate, you can still make a difference with the financial gift. It's the best way to give back. Hook, line, and sinker. And for more information and to make a financial donation or an appointment, visit sandiegobloodbank.org. That's the sandiegobloodbank.org. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hey, Wendy Toshihara and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Stan Vandenberg is not with us tonight. He's on his way to Texas to spend the holiday with his family. So, Stan, we wish you a Merry Christmas, too. 
hey, listen, we've talked a lot about the bluefin tuna bite of 2022, and I don't know, our next guest, he must be a glutton for punishment because when it seems like most of the, the boats have hung it up for the year, he's still out there slaying them. Let's talk to him and find out what it's all about. It's Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sport Fishing out of Seafort Landing. Captain Mike, thank you for being with us. Oh, yeah, not not a problem at all. Got in uh, actually just this morning from a trip. Well, hey, that's what we talk about because I know you started going on out, but I alluded to the fact that maybe you were a glutton for punishment. Tell us a little bit about how your 2022 has gone. Have you been on this fish like a, a lot of the other boats have been since uh, a late winter, early spring last year? Uh, you know what? It started out early. Uh, we've had, uh, you know, and it's one of those things I've commonly said that our bluefins become a year-round fishery here. It's, uh, I mean, it's the end of December. Water is about as cold as it's going to get. There's bluefin um, scattered down the Baja coast. There's bluefin out west, out by the Tanner Bank. Um, it, it, it's just, it, it's been unreal. Started off uh, early in the spring. Actually, um, our best tuna fishing last year, I, I think it was December we we hauled the boat out December eighth, and the two trips we had before that, we had phenomenal yellowfin fishing. Um, did our maintenance, rolled into uh, some colonnet trips, and we even had bluefin during some of the colonnet trips, and it was right back into it. But it, it it's been it's been pretty unreal, and and the fishing we experienced yesterday is as good, if not better, than the majority of the year. It, it was it was phenomenal. You know, Mike, I, 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 the first time I had the opportunity to go out with you on the tribute, I think was 2000, it was December 2014, and then again January in 2015. Uh, we were fishing these fish at, at the Tanner Bank, and man, it was uh, a, almost a real honor to be fishing bluefin tuna, especially doing it in December, January. You were, it seemed to be one of the first boats to, to find them. And here we are, 2022, going into 2023. You're still fishing the Tanner Bank Forum. You know, when we first started doing it, it, it was funny. Um, and no, the, the, the season's not over. It, I, you know, some guys uh, decide to hang it up there at the end of the fall or, or whatever. I mean, their maintenance has to be done. We, uh, we're not hauling the boat out this year. We're doing maintenance in between, uh, between our trips. There's going to be some maintenance done tomorrow. Uh, we do have another trip scheduled for Tuesday night, but you know when when this first happened, I remember um, uh, Mike from the Pacific Star saying, "What well, what are you doing? You know, it, it, it's the end of October. Why are you fishing?" And I said, "Because there's still fish there." I said, "You know, I, I'm not going to stop running until our our people stop coming." And back then, it was it was such an odd occurrence to to be fishing tuna in, in December, January, February. I, I remember. Uh, it might have been uh, 2014. We, uh, just to get the trip out, I think right out, it was the day or two after Christmas. I, I basically made it a, a boat sponsor trip. I took, uh, all of our great sponsors. I took some of the rods we had on the boat from Seeker, stuff from Akuma, stuff from Pelagic, uh, Soft Steel. And I threw it all together just to entice people enough to get on the boat, just so I could say we ran one more trip in, in 2014. And we killed it. It was just great. And I was like, man, what, what a crazy idea. You know, you're, you're out here fishing tuna in, in the end of December. And now it's, uh, it's there. I mean, it, it's there. It's year round. 
a lot of the LA boats have been fishing it nonstop. A lot of the guys down here have hung it up for the year, but we had uh, we got in this morning. We had limits of bluefin yesterday, fifty six bluefin. Um, really good rockfish fishing to go with it. Some really nice reds, lingcod, all this stuff's up on our Facebook page, which is uh, tribute sport fishing. But um, it, it was you know one of those things. We had some uh, captains from up north, uh, Danny and Mike Means from the Pacific Eagle came down and fished. Uh, Adam Williams from the New Land came out and got in on it. Just one of those things, you know, it's what's better than sashimi on the, on the table for Christmas dinner? Not much. You got that right. Now, you know, Mike, we've been following the bluefin tuna all year. There's been fish that have been caught 60 miles south of us. There's been a lot of fish that have been caught to the northwest of San Clemente Island. You're fishing along the banks over there. Tell us how this fishing is different than that fishing that you've been doing, and how should the fishermen that want to go out with you and catch these fish, how should they prepare for the trip? Uh, you know, that, that's kind of a loaded question with the way it is right now. We, what we were doing yesterday, um, and, and it's funny, like I said, some of the guys coming down from Ventura County, they said, how do I rig up? I said, do you know how to fish white sea bass? And they said, well, of course. I said, well, we, we got squid. You're going to put a quarter-ounce, half-ounce egg sinker on and a, you know, a four-odd J-hook or a circle hook, and flat, greasy, calm weather, you're going to let it out just like you're fishing for bass or, or sea bass. And you're like, well, we, we can figure that one out. Um, there was fish caught on the bottom in 50 fathoms on guys using uh, torpedo weights, almost like fishing for, for rockfish. We had uh, fly line sardine fish yesterday. It's not the biggest sardines, but if you could fly line a sardine, it was pretty darn good. It was uh, literally anything that you could do uh, was available. I don't think we had any jig fish. Um, one of the, the reasons we put our trip on for Tuesday night, uh, we were coming back in this morning. I got a ca- uh, call from Captain Aliar from the Flare Supreme, and they had phenomenal fishing last night, 35 miles south of San Diego. He said it was all you wanted on 50 to 90 pound bluefin, uh, mostly on the jig. So, uh, you know, you're, you're talking about two drastically different types of fishing, you know, anchor fishing where you're, you're dropping out a, a, a squid on a small egg sinker or you're fishing 100 pound with a big knife jig or flat fall. So it's, if you're coming out on, uh, on Tuesday night's trip with us, um, bring everything. <laughs> wow. This is uh, kind of exciting. Well, first of all, let's talk uh, a little bit more about uh, fishing on the bank. Uh, I'm presuming that you're anchoring on the bank and these fish are breezing up and down the bank and, uh, you're catching them as they come along. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other uh, guys, I, I think uh, uh, Sean on the Pride, the way he described it was, if you didn't know there was fish being caught here, you wouldn't know to stop here. You, you didn't see big schools. You didn't see big breezers. It was just, you know, kind of scattered fish all through the vicinity. And uh, you get the anchor down, you start throwing a little bit of chum, and you slowly start picking these things up. I Yesterday morning, I started getting nervous. We were sitting slightly uh, southeast of uh, the four other boats out there, and you start picking up the binoculars. You see one fish going here. The American angler was west of us. There's one or two fish gone, and I'm starting to get anxious and getting ready to pull the anchor. We finally hook one. We had a skiff fishing next to us that had two going 150 feet from us. So it's, you know, it, it, it's interesting. It's like 
kind of like uh, yellowtail or sea bass fishing at an island where the fish kind of move down the bank. And you, you see it go from boat to boat. And it was almost like that. And we started getting in on it. And, uh, yeah, just sit, sitting on the anchor, uh, you know, re- relatively deep for by most, you know, anchor standards up here. And it, it's not, you never really had it. I, I think our best uh, shot was maybe four or five going, but it was consistent. It was great fishing. We had several kids on the boat. Um, one of my neighbor, Trevor, his, his son, Waylon, was out and got his on his first overnight trip, knocked out a nice bluefin. Uh, and it, you know, it was one of those things. We had a guy that came out from St. Louis, um, was out here and decided to jump on the boat first time out. Rent Rotter, he uh, ended up with a limit of bluefin. It, it's, it's, it, one nice thing about fishing squid is it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot. You know, you, you talk to the crew, you, get rigged up properly you learn how to hook a squid without the the darn thing biting you and you drop it over the side and you start letting it down and next thing you know you look up the side and the guy's smiling you know ear to ear and he's pulling on a bluefin yeah mike it seemed like there was a time when we thought we could only get bit on 20 pound fluorocarbon line and some guys were actually going down to 15-pound fluorocarbon saying, mate, I can't get bit on the 20. I can get bit on 15. Uh, tell us, uh, how are you rigging these things with regards to what pound test of what? And uh, you, you're still using uh, Spectra to your egg sinker or swivel, and then what are you doing after that? Yeah, um, the, the majority, like I said, uh, I, I still like using a little bit more of a top shot, maybe like a, a 30- or 40-foot top shot of mono and then go into your flora just so you have a little bit of a little bit better stretch to it. Um, some guys are still fans of going straight from Spectre to the floro, but it, it was, um, at least for what we were doing yesterday, it was either straight fly line with the sardine, 25 pound, uh, floro and, and a good bait, you know, either, either shoulder or butt hook seemed to be the key <clears throat> or, um, there was fish caught. I, I think we had one kid, uh, uh, Alejandro, uh, friend of mine's kid he he got one on 80 pound and a three-quarter ounce egg sinker so it wasn't really uh discriminating a whole lot of, as as to what they're biting on and that's one nice thing is when they do bite squid you do have a huge advantage it's uh just like fishing bigger fish when they get honed in on something like that and it's you know you, you can start fishing a little bit bigger hook a little bit heavier line but the the key yesterday was uh just really a, about a half ounce egg sinker um three feet or or so of fluorocarbon and uh yeah, circle hooker or J-hook, fish and squid like that, it's, we lost, um, I, I'd hate to say it, with that size fish, we had, our biggest fish was probably 65 pounds, we lost probably 70% of what we hooked yesterday, and I had, I had some really good anglers on the boat, it, it didn't matter, it's, you're, you're, you're getting bit on squid like that, and it's, no matter how big they are, it feels like a perch bite, you get this little tap tap, and that squid, that hook could be, you know, down near its butt, it could be just starting. Like, the, the amount of chew-offs and break-offs. Like it, I think at one point we had 12 losses in a row, and this is first thing in the oh. morning. I, I look at my other crew member, and I'm like, what, what is happening? And, you know, at the time, most of the fish were 20 to 40 pounds. It just, it, it just they just kept coming off. But we, we kind of got it dialed in that, you know, fish and squid like that, it's, it, it doesn't matter whether it's a 200-pound bluefin or a bluebird. They they bite the same way. You, you get that little tap on your line. But you are recommending uh, for fishing the squid 
going to a little larger hook. And uh, uh, instead of a J hook, you're still using a, a circle hook, or does it really make it, any difference with a hook that uh, it size? It didn't seem to really make much of a difference. One of the things I had the guys start doing was fishing everything, everything like a, like a circle hook, and it seemed to help a little bit. Uh, once he got bit, instead of swinging or anything, just putting gear, start winding it. Um, you know, David Show was one of the guys who, for years, said. You know, fishing a J hook and a circle hook shouldn't be any different. You don't swing; you just start turning the handle. A lot of times, that J hook will pull, you know, itself from the back of the throat or stomach, and just wherever it comes tight in the corner, at and then comes tight in the corner of the mouth. That you know, that that's what you want. That's ideal. But um, I, I it, it's really hard to say. I, I'm a big fan of circle hooks. I mean, if you can if you can get an egg sinker and a, a circle hook into one of those fish, then by all means, you're usually in better shape. But like I said, even for the, uh, the size fish we had, guys were getting bit off on 40 and 50 pound. And those bluefin, I don't, I don't know, maybe their teeth get sharper in December, but they, they, a lot of them found their freedom. Way, way too many of them. <laughs> well, you know, what's nice about this fishing that you're doing now, we're talking about fishing the ridge off San Clemente, is that a lot of fellas haven't been going on out because of a longer ride or because they don't have the gear to be maybe, uh, you know, handling triple-digit fish. Uh, they, uh, they, are, uh, they don't have the stamina or they don't feel they're strong enough to be handling these fish. But it sounds like the fish that you're into right now is a, a fish for everyone. And really now is the time to go on out if you still want to catch bluefin that you can handle. Well, yeah, it, it, it doesn't take, I mean, you want to have your gear in good working order. Uh, 25 to 60 pound would have pretty much covered all the bases on yesterday's trip. Uh, our, our landing, Seaforth uh, Landing has great rental gear. Um, it, always in good working order. It, it doesn't, like I said, there's a, a gentleman from St. Louis that jumped on the boat, never been on the Pacific Ocean, never caught a bluefin, and he, he walked off the boat this morning with a limit of bluefin that he caught. And, I mean, it, it really doesn't take a whole lot. If you, uh, you know, if you have family coming in from out of town, Tuesday night's trip is a very light load right now. We're hoping to get a couple more people on it to make it a for sure run. Uh, it's, a, it's a sponsored trip, sponsored by Pizza Port, which means free pizza, the night of departure, and half off their beers. But <laughs> It really, if you have family coming in from anywhere, yeah, weather is supposed to be really nice. Bluefin fishing is anywhere from great to phenomenal right now. And you want to get a kid on the boat for the first time. You want to get your your, your cousin, Al, uh, that's never been on the Pacific Ocean. You want to get him out and get him a bluefin. This is pretty much it. This is about as good as it gets and, you know, a really good chance to be on the boat with a light load and experience something for uh, for the first time. Hey, we're speaking with Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sport Fishing out of Seaforth. Uh, uh, Captain Mike, uh, we got to go to a commercial break. Can I ask you to stay over a little bit longer so we can tie this up together and get some information out, people that want to get in contact with you to go fishing? Yeah, of course. I'm sitting here watching football and wrapping Christmas presents. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe you can give us a score when we come back. But uh, you're listening to Ron Real Radio with Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sport Fishing out of Seaforth Landing. Wendy Toshahar is also with us. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. 
Hi, this is Jim Trelikas. Whether you're an avid angler or custom rod builder like me, you need to team up with the leading innovator in rod building related products, Batson Enterprises. From rain shadow rod blanks, engineered by anglers for anglers, to quality rod components supplied by Alps and Forecast, Batson Enterprises will enhance the quality of your fishing and rod building experience. Batson Enterprises for many years has excelled in incorporating rod building technologies and techniques into every product sold. Owner Bill Batson has assembled one of the finest group of in-house professionals to assist you with your every rod building question or need. So take it from me, Jim Trelikas, when my customer's expectation is for me to build them the finest fishing rod their money can buy, I turn to Batson Enterprises for the best rod components my money can buy. Hi, this is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that will help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all the major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends? but are a little set back with what charter company to choose, we urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to LensandCharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419 or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. 
Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Rod Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes now with BajaBound.com's easy-to-use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There, too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available. Or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Lindy Toshihara and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Welcome back to Rod and Reel Radio, everyone. I am your underfish toast, Hopalong John Cassidy, and it's a pleasure to welcome you back. Wendy Toshara is also with us. A special guest this hour is Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sport Fishing out of Seaforth Landing. Captain Mike, thank you again for being with us. Oh, of course. Oh, it's a pleasure. Hey, you know, we're talking about you've been going and, and fishing the banks uh, for these bluefin tuna, but now you also mentioned you've got a trip coming on up in the middle of this week where you're going to go out and you're going to do something different. Is this going to be an all-or-nothing shot, or if you don't find the fish there, do you still have time to go back and hit the bank again? I, You know what? I, I haven't decided where we're going. There, there is uh, three different areas of uh, bluefin right now. Uh, we just uh, got in this morning from our trip where we we fished out west, U.S. waters. There's, um, I, I think, happening right now, there's some phenomenal bluefin fishing being uh, done just uh, south of the border a ways. And uh, down outside Ensenada, I think there's another body of fish. So, I, it, you know, it's really hard to say. We're um, nice thing about doing this where our departure time is 7 p.m., and we know that fish out by the bank's not going to be going anywhere, and chances are neither is uh, the fish down the coast. We have a really nice stretch of weather coming up, so um, basically we're going to go wherever it's best that day. All right. You know, options uh, are good. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to have options, huh? And there's no bad yeah. one, really, so that, that sounds great. And, you know, what's nice about the bank, though, is, you know, that you mentioned that, hey, if the uh, the bluefin bite kind of dies off or if everyone's just, you know, want to take a little break from it, you still have the option of going to other spots on the bank 
and getting some tremendous uh, bottom fishing done, be, and especially before the season closes. And you've done pretty good, uh, pretty well there the past few weeks. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, uh, we, we had really good um, red fishing, white fish, and, and lean cod yesterday. We had, our trophy lean cod was probably just over 20 pounds, maybe even 25 pounds. Um, some you know, real jumbo trophy white fish. And, you know, that, that is one of the benefits of being out there. Uh, rockfish is closed or bottom fish this year for three months. So um, if we are out at the bank, that is definitely a, a nice perk. Um, we also will be doing colonnette trips. We do have some colonnette trips scheduled throughout February. Um, those could swing either way right now. We do have uh, a seeker-sponsored uh, trip this uh, this coming month, January 27th. Uh, that trip's already got enough people on it to go. So when you can't go fish, bottom fish in California, you know, we've been fishing calling that for years. Guys have been doing it for decades, and it, it's it, as good, if not better. I mean, there's some phenomenal lingcod fishing down there. Nice thing is uh, the limit on lingcod in Mexico is five. Not, you know, we're not quite as limited. So we do have some of those coming up, but uh, Tuesday night's trip is a bluefin trip. Um, if we do find ourselves out at the bank, uh, being able to do that for an hour or two is, uh, you know, definitely not the worst thing ever. So it, it really depends. It is a bluefin trip. We are going to be targeting bluefin. Um, if that fishing down, uh, down in Mexico, uh, is that good? That's, that's the direction we're going. So, um, you'll have to be there Tuesday night to find out. <laughs> All right. You know, tell us a little bit about your schedule, for the balance of 2022, which we've just about eaten all up, but going into 2023, uh, you're going to take a little hiatus, or what's uh, the boat schedule coming on up, Mike? As of right now, we have trips scheduled every Friday night throughout January and February. Um, we're going to be doing some uh, some more maintenance in March, where we're going to be down for a period of time, and then back online, uh, probably fishing bluefin offshore in April. Um uh, as of right now, if you go to tributesportfishing.com, you can also look at seaforthlanding.com. Uh, we do have trips up through the end of February. Uh, we do have bluefin trips as well as uh, colonnette trips. So, uh, and some good sponsors, too. Like I said, Seeker as, as well as Pelagic um, picked up some of these. And uh, it sounds like we might be adding a Turner sponsored trip to it as well. So um, great trips to be on. The colonnette trips are a blast. Uh, you get a fish deep water, get a chance to catch big reds, lingcod, and everything else. Chance at really good yellowtail fishing down there at times, and, uh, and there's always a chance of bluefin. But Tuesday night's trip, um, we're going to play it by ear as to where the better fishing is to be had, and we're going to point that direction. Weather is um, going to be nice. It, it's you know 12 knots of wind, I think, is the max they're calling for. There's no swell. So everything's, uh, everything's on the table as far as what we want to do. Now, working out of Seaforth over there, when uh, you leave, can you call ahead of time to, to Joe and the crew over there at Mario's and tell them you're coming on back, good chance you're coming back with some bluefin? Are they still processing fish there for you? Yeah, they, they, they can do it. Any of the processors, uh, there's processors there this morning when we got in. And for the guys that uh, have never fished out of Seaforth, I mean, it's all the free parking you could ever want. Uh, the, the harbor takes 15 minutes to get out of. I mean, and if you're fishing west, you're uh, just that much closer than San Diego. But the the, the free parking, having um, Mario's having the or sportsman's right there, um, it, it, it's amazing. I, I'd hate to say it. We had an individual on this last trip that left his truck parked in the red and <laughs> 
running and it was still there when we got back in. So it's, it's a pretty unique landing to fish out of. Oh man. Well, Hey, and by the way, I'm just looking over here. I've just, I've gotten a number of texts, but one I'm looking at right now has been from uh, one of the guests that we've had on the show here a few times, Rob Tressler. He has gone out with you a couple of times and he says he's had a fantastic time on the boat and he can't, even begin to tell you how patient the crew has been with him because he said, especially on this <laughs> last trip, he was known to farm a couple of fish. Uh, he, he did make a comment about, uh, about <laughs> how I treat fish loss. I mean, I, believe me, I'd rather see him on the boat. And it, 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 Rob could testify it was a very unique morning as far as the hook-to-land ratio. And like I said, some very good anglers, including Rob. I mean, the, the guy's bit all the time, and he does lose more than he probably should. Uh, he definitely, he, he, he had a great trip, but, um, yes, our, our crew does a, does a great job. Our cook, we, uh, you know, it, it's, it's definitely a, a very, uh, family oriented environment. Uh, you're not going to, you know, have, have crew members yelling at you. You're not going to get pushed down the rail by another angler. We're, uh, yesterday we had four kids on the boat. Some of them, uh, as young as nine and they just they had an absolute blast it crew, crew takes good care of you and it's um you know it, 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 it's supposed to be a fun trip it, whether you catch fish or not the, the idea is for you to get off the boat having a blast and that's uh that's what we try to do well i know i love the boat but tell us a little bit about the tribute itself to some of the the things that uh, fishermen will notice uh when they come and uh, fish with you you know, most people would know the boat as the Holiday. It was originally built in 1966 as the Players 3. It was Bill Poole's first legit long-range boat, and I know Ingrid Poole always commented that she was so happy that the heads were finally put inside the, the galley entrance instead of up in the bow, um, <laughs> like the uh, the Players before that, the old Prowler. And um, it, it's 80-foot. Uh, it's a Dittmar Donaldson all-mahogany uh, hole. It's very low to the water. It's wide. Uh, it was one of those things that Bill Poole did in designing it with Detmar Donaldson. He wanted it to be made for fishing. You get some boats that are, you know, come from commercial backgrounds or whatever it might be, where the bow's high or the, you know, the rail's eight feet out of the water. The, the tribute's nothing like that. It's low. It's wide. Uh, it's quiet. Um, we've often flown mufflers where you don't really. You know, there's no loud exhaust noise. Everything is well insulated. The boat sleeps 42. Uh, we limit uh, limit our our trips to 32, especially here right now. So they're limited load trips. We do have two staterooms, all individual bunks. There's curtains, air conditioning, which you definitely did not need yesterday. It's nice and <laughs> cool out there. But um, big uh, big galley seats 20. A couple of TVs in there for your sports and. Uh, just really, the, the whole design it, it, for the decades that it was the holiday. I mean, it was it's always been known as a very, very fishy boat, very comfortable, and uh, it, it has just a, an outstanding history, to say the least. Well, I got to tell you, too, Seaforth Landing is really stepping up their game with the boats and the quality of boats that they have going out of there now. It's, it's just not some little landing that happens to be located in mission bay no not at all everybody down there is uh, uh for the most part owner operator um very good charter fleet as well and now with the addition of the player supreme we have a 
a long range boat and um just everybody down there does a good job it's it's easy to get in and out of you can literally push your dock cart to your truck uh, vice versa fish come up to the top of the dock the fish processors are right there um i had a uh, hunter uh Leiden, who's been running the pacific sorry he worked with us uh on this last trip first time out of out of uh seaforth and he goes man that everything's right here you just literally you're you're right here you're right next to the parking lot you're right next to the processors and it is. It's extremely easy to get in and out of. Yeah, there's no fighting for parking. There's no paying for parking. It's uh, it, it really couldn't get any better. Well, not only that, if like, like if you're going out on Tuesday and you find out that if you're on the tribute and you're going somewhere that you hadn't really prepared for, you still have the tackle store open over there. And man, they're they're well stocked, and anything you need should be in there. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's as uh, well-stocked as any other landing. Dustin does a great job keeping it together. The addition of a lot of the new two-speed gear, um, it, it's really one of those things, like I mentioned the, the gentleman earlier, just showed up with a, a, a sweatshirt on his back and said, I want to go fishing, and that that's it. You know, you, you take care of everything else at the landing. Uh, very knowledgeable um, guys in the tackle shop up there, they get you set up get your, your gear set up, you walk on the boat and say, hey, I've never done this before. The crew's going to be more than ecstatic to get you rigged up with whatever's going to work best, guide you every step of the way, get your fish on the boat. Uh, you can have your fish flayed on the boat. You can have them processed by the uh, the processors there. And, um, it, you know, I, I got home today and um, my, my girlfriend's family was over here and I, I bring in a, a bag of bluefin that I just brought, you know, got off the boat cleaned it up and made a sashimi plate that would probably be two to $300 at any sushi Yummy. restaurant. And they were blown away. They said that that's it. All you do is wipe it off with a paper towel, cut it, throw it on a plate, put out some soy sauce and wasabi. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike Pritchard from it, it, Tribute that Sport- simple. Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sport Fishing. Here's the important thing. You're going out on Fridays. You got a special trip going out on Tuesday. How do we stay in contact with you? And if we want to go out and fish the Tribute or any of the other boats that are going out at Seaforth, tell us the best way to go about doing it. Uh, you can call Seaforth Landing, 619-224-3383. You could book through tributesportfishing.com, seaforthlanding.com. You can always take a look at our social media uh, Instagram and Facebook, it's Tribute Sport Fishing. It, it'll have pictures of what we brought in this morning so you can get an idea about it. Uh, Tuesday night's trip only needs a few more people. Like I said, weather's supposed to be nice. Bluefin fishing is great. You got family coming into into town that ha- hasn't ever done it before. We can get you all dialed in at the landing and get you out, and uh, it'll be the talk of Christmas, I'm, I can guarantee you. All right, Captain Mike Pritchard from Tribute Sport Fishing out of Seaforth Landing down here in San Diego. Captain Mike, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Uh, Man, you're having a great season. It's going to continue, and we hope that day maybe we'll get a chance to jump aboard here in the next couple of weeks because uh, this bite doesn't seem it's going to be ending, and it's my type of fishing, so it seems to work on out. You know how to find us now. All right. Thank you, Mike. You guys have a, have a great holiday. Thank you very much. Hey, we're going to take a break right now, but coming up next, Pro Angler Jack Dice. He's going to be cluing us in on some of the new products 
that are coming out from Yamamoto Bait Company, Bill Lewis, and Buckeye Bait. So stay tuned. There's a lot more Ron Real Radio to come after these messages. Turner's Outdoors, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. Since being established in 2015, CCA has achieved great success for the entire sport fishing industry in the fight for our right to fish here in California. 2021 brought us plenty of success, but every year brings new battles, and we need your help. One of the best ways to help support CCA Cal is to join us and become a member, because strength is certainly in our numbers. Become a member today by logging on to joincca.org. Membership starts at $35 per year, and that is one of the best ways to help us while you go fishing. Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality self-plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than 2.5 million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto custom baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto custom bait. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT, for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program. It is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262, or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free, and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the sports boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart, the San Diego Blood Bank. Fishing for a way to make a difference in your community? Consider donating blood or making a financial donation to the San Diego Blood Bank. Your gift will impact medical research, revolutionize how we improve health and treat disease, 
and most importantly, give the gift of life. But we can't do it without you or without your help. Visit SanDiegoBloodBank.org to make an appointment or to give a financial donation today. It's the best way to give back. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. The warm weather is here and our lakes and rivers are brimming. Just remember, if you love California and you love to boat, please wear your life jacket. And make sure everyone with you puts one on, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. We want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. Wendy Toshihara is with me tonight. I am your underfish toast, hop along, John Cassidy. And let's get on to our next guest. You know, over the past few months, we have been talking about the new player in the freshwater industry that's come about. They bought out companies like the Gary Yamamoto Bait Company, Bill Lewis Lures, uh, Buckeye Lure Company, to name a few. We were kind of wondering what was going to happen. Would these companies be bought just to be sent into oblivion, or were they going to be more dynamic in the industry? Well, as we found out with Yamamoto Bates and Bill Lewis and Buckeye, not only are these companies rolling, but they are bringing out new products for 2022-2023. We teased a little bit about them oh, a couple of months ago, but the new products are out in the market. So what better way to spend the end of 2022 than talking about our favorite baits, especially those made by Yamamoto Bait Company, with a pro angler that's on the Yamamoto staff who's been actually going out and fishing with them. Let's talk to him right now. It's Mr. Jack Dice. Jack, welcome to Ron Real Radio. Thanks, John. I'm, I'm glad to be on. Hey, we're happy to have here. Well, you know... Uh, you know, when we had Crispin Polyon, who's, uh, you know, head of uh, freshwater fishing for GSM, the, the uh, uh, holding company for Yamamoto and Bill Lewis and Buckeye, uh, he was teasing about new baits coming about. We talked to you a little bit about them in November. Well, these baits have hit the market. They are uh, being fished right now. And as I'm hearing from fishermen that are using these, that uh, with the lures that we have in the shop, and I know you going around the country, you're probably getting a lot of feedback on what's happening. So let's start off with the Yamamoto baits. Uh, tell us just a, a few of the baits that have come on out, how you fished them, and what kind of results you've been having. Yeah, we've been really excited. You know, obviously with GSM recently acquiring Yamamoto, 2022 was really big for us in bringing a lot of new products and just seeing what we could do building on the foundation that Yamamoto already had and seeing what, what did we, could we really add to the lineup that was missing. And that really came from input from the anglers. And, you know, you mentioned Crispin. He has, he's been in this industry a long time. He's built good relationships with all these anglers. And whether they're pros or recreational, guys who know how to catch fish and know what it takes to catch fish in the correct lures. So we got input from all of those people and our design team to build a whole set of lures just really add to the Yamamoto's already really full lineup, but we just needed to fill a few more niches. And so, but even, you know, even with all that design input of all these people who are super qualified, we have an amazing pro staff at Yamamoto that gives us great feedback. There's still that little bit of like, 
okay, you put all the, all the hard work and you do all the research, you do all the design work, you prototype, you go back and forth, and then when you finally get that, especially at Yamamoto, when we finally get that first soft plastic prototype in your hand, there's still that question of, but man, I really hope this actually catches fish. You know, you can do all the theorizing, <laughs> but until you put it on the end of a line, you can't really tell. And so it's been the feedback we've gotten now from our anglers. We've finally gotten all the baits into their hands. They're getting into stores. And to hear all the feedback of not just all our design input, but from the anglers now buying them saying, man, this is my new favorite bait. Man, this is a great Carolina rig bait. Oh, I've been fishing this bait on the Demiki rig and snatching them out here all across the country. It's been really gratifying for, for me to be part of the team to just know that we're helping anglers catch fish. So I'm super excited about all of them. But there's a couple that we've been really hearing a lot of interest and feedback on, and probably the one we've gotten the most curiosity from and heard the most back from uh, anglers in the field is our new Slinko. And that's a five-and-a-half-inch worm. It's based around the shape of the Slinko, which is, you know, as we all know, it's a super effective profile. But we bulked it up a little bit. We added a ribbing texture so that the bait has a lot of bulky look, but it doesn't add a lot of plastic to the bait. And that means that the bait still gets a lot of good natural movement. You know, if you make a really thick worm, if you don't make it out of the right materials or you don't, if it's just too bulky, it won't actually move naturally in the water. It'll just be like a stick. So that's what we, using the ribbing that we were able to get around that. But the very cool thing about the Slinko is that it floats. And what that does for you as an angler fishing it is that, when you fish it on a Nico rig, on a shaky head, and especially, especially we've heard really good feedback on a Carolina rig, that the bait actually floats up off the bottom. That tail st- stands straight up, and it just really draws the fish's attention from a long way off. And that one in particular has been getting a lot of success and a, a lot of hype, I guess you should say, around the country. Jack, let me just ask you a question about the Slinko. The, the ribbing design on that, was that put on it to enhance the action of the bait was it put on to retain scent if you decide to do that because it's uh, not a scented bait or may was it uh, designed maybe to hold air bubbles so that when you're working the lure the bubbles are released well i'll just answer all the above because you know (laughs) we're trying to make you know we want to make the bait as dynamic as they can possibly be and so ribbing really added a number of things. All of the things you mentioned are features that are available only because of the ribbing in the bait. So not only you know, when you're, but it's a much thicker bait than the original five-inch Cinco. So it's about the same length, but it's a thicker bait. But as I said earlier, if you made that out of solid plastic, a lot of times you're going to lose the action, especially when you're, it's a bait that you're hopping on the bottom. Because when you hop a bait off the bottom on a shaky head, on a Texas rig, if you're doing small hops, if it's not if it's too thick, the worm won't flow on the hop. It won't make that kind of make that S bend and then straighten out. It'll just stay like a stick the whole time. So the first part is always with Yamamoto, our first and foremost goal with every bait we make is to get the right action out of it. No matter whether whatever formula it takes, whatever design tooling back and forth it takes, we want the action to be right first. That's the that's the really the number one factor that catches fish. So that in the Slinko, it does give the bait a ton of action because it has that bulky look, but it's not the core of that bait is not as thick so that it allows it to move freely. But then, as you said, that also adds just kind of extra features in that those, that spacing allows you to put scent in there. And it does catch air. We've noticed in underwater footage watching that bait on the fall, it will catch air and add a little bit of an air bubble, which is just an added attractant to fish. It strikes their curiosity. They say, what in the world? 
They swim over, and they don't have hands, so they got to put it in their mouth. And then, finally, the ribbing also is very useful when you're Texas rigging the bait because it allows you to thread the hook in those ribs so that your hook point is not exposed, and yet, at the same time, you don't have to rip it through a huge chunk of plastic to set the hook. So the hookup ratio, even though it's a bigger bait, still is phenomenal. Let's talk a little bit just before we go to another bait, the material. Uh, Cinco's are are notorious one bait, one fish type of uh, lures, and there's nothing wrong with that. I wish I had caught one fish for every bait I've ever bought, but there is a certain amount of of, of softness to the bait that a lot of times you'll lose it easier than you will, let's say, a regular cream worm or something like that. What mm-hmm. is the texture of the material that uh, you're using in the Slinko? Yeah, that's a great point. And that's, again, like I said, our goal at Yamamoto is, well, really the foundational values that we stand on as a brand is that we are unapologetically premium. We're, we build the baits to get the bite first. So whatever that takes, depending on the bait that we build, for the Senko, that formula is essential to make that bait do what it needs to do to trigger strikes above and beyond any other formula you could use. So that does make it less durable than other plastics. Fortunately for anglers, if you're trying to, if you're looking to test out the Flinko and you're saying, man, but I don't want to burn through them, luckily we, the new mega floater formula that we use is actually a good bit more durable. So you, this mm. will last for several more fish, and that's really effective and really a nice feature when you're flipping this bait because it's a bigger, bulkier bait. It's a great flipping tool in that when you're pulling a bait, especially a soft plastic in and out of heavy cover, that tends to wear and put tension on the plastic, and you can run, you know, wear a hook hole through the plastic a lot easier that way. So with a Senko flipping it, oftentimes you'll have to go through a number of more baits. Now, you'll catch, so there are certain scenarios where you've got to do that because it's going to catch more fish. But the Slinko, you'll be able to catch a number of fish before having to put a new one on. Again, one more thing before we leave and, and go to uh, some of the other baits. If you're looking for this bait to be in the same type of packaging as you find most other Yamamoto baits, you might overlook it because it is being packaged just a little differently. Yes, that's right, John. Yeah, we, we were going to the clamshell packaging on certain baits. Again, it's only the baits that it's really necessary for. And so what we found with this ribbing is that if you put it in just a traditional Ziploc bag, that when especially in shipping and handling of the bait, when you pack a bunch of baits in a box, those ribs would flatten out and they didn't really hold their shape well. So we, we had to build a clamshell package so that every bait you get out of the package is going to be perfect, uniform, straight. And that means for you as an angler that you're going to be able to catch more fish out of them and not get the one crooked one. You, buy, you, know, you might be able to buy a pack of other worms for cheaper, but then half of them are crooked and don't fall straight or do weird things that you don't intend them to do. Every now and then you might strike gold that way, but more often than not, you're just going to have a bait that doesn't do what it was built to do. And with the technology we have today and with the input we have from our anglers, we know the actions that make fish bite, and we build each bait to do that. So with the Slinko, it has to be straight coming out of the package to get the action to be just right. So if you are looking for it, it's a clamshell package to just make sure that every bait you get, we want to make sure if you're going to spend your hard-earned money with us, every bait you get should be perfect. You know, Jack, we're not going to, I know, have time tonight to go through all the baits, so I'm going to kind of lead you in the direction because the other bait that we seem to be getting great 
response from that has been released for all oh, the past uh, eight weeks or so is the uh, seven inch uh, speed Cinco. Tell us about that. Speed Cinco, you, you, you're hitting right close to my heart, John. That is one <laughs> of my favorites from the new lineup. The Slinko, we've gotten a lot of good positive feedback, but from my neck of the woods, that is a bait that I use all the time, a swimming-type worm. So I'm from Virginia, so some of the fisheries near me are the James River, the Potomac River. They're shallow fisheries that have a lot of grass. And so soft plastics can be super effective when fishing in areas that get a lot of pressure at just getting more bites, generally speaking, day in and day out than a hard bait will. So, But those big grass flats, especially like on the Potomac River, it's hard with a soft plastic, a traditional Cinco, to cover water. When you're trying to find those bass, if you're trying to use a wacky rig Cinco, when you found them, it's the best tool in your boat. But when you're trying to find them, you need a, a bait that can cover more ground. So really, we just, the goal with the Speed Cinco was to see if we could take the this, this attributes of a Cinco that make it so successful and give it a little bit more thump, a little bit more vibration, and turn it into a search bait. And that's exactly what we've done. So it's a 5-inch Cinco body, but it has a big V-cut tail on the end that just catches a lot of water. And this was one of those baits that using the traditional Cinco formula was actually really advantageous because what we found in looking at underwater footage and analyzing this bait in the prototyping process is that, you know, when that big V-cut tail catches the water, it swims. But because of the Yamamoto salted formula, it's just the right density so that the entire worm rocks, the head of the worm rocks. You know, some, I know some of your West Coast listeners, when you're fishing a big swim bait, that head rock in a swim bait can be the key ticket in tricking some of those smart, giant bass you guys have out there. So that's essentially what you get in the Speed Cinco. You get that head rock that you would get from a quality premium big swim bait, but it's in a bite-sized package. It's in a worm that you can fish all over the place. And so that was one that was really, it was, it was our first go because when, when, that, when, when we have questions about what formula to use, oftentimes we're going to go back to where our foundation of where our success is at, and that's the Cinco. So that was the first one we tried, and it worked out perfectly. So I'm really happy about that one. Now, Jack, uh, uh, the uh, seven-inch speed Cinco, are you fishing that weightless? Are you fishing it with a, a weighted hook? Are you dead sticking it? Uh, what are you doing to that? Well, again, every angling, as anglers know, there's there's going to be a whole number of situations that you're going to face day to day, depending on where you are in the country and the mood of the fish. So how you fish the bait day to day really depends on the fish. But for me, my starting place with that bait traditionally is I'm going to fish it as a Texas rig. And that's the advantage of a plastic worm that you can fish like a crankbait or a spinnerbait where you cast it out and retrieve it back to the boat, is that when I rig it Texas style, it's a weedless bait. So fishing around grass, fishing around laydowns, it's going to come through the cover beautifully and still get the action that you're looking for. But again, traditionally with a speed worm type worm, such as the Speed Cinco, I'm using a small Texas rig weight. My, usually my starting point is one eighth ounce to a three sixteenth ounce, at least where I'm at when I'm fishing in that kind of two to four foot range and pulling the bait over the top of the grass because the weight's not too heavy that it has the bait really drag through and catch all the grass, but it's heavy enough to kind of help keep the bait down when you're reeling it at a constant pace. But the beautiful thing about that is because it has a Texas rig weight on it, you can go from one minute reeling it across the grass like a chatterbait, like a spinnerbait, like a rattle trap, and then the next moment when you feel it hit a certain clump, 
or you see it coming up to a hole in the grass, you can stop it and let it go all the way to the bottom and then hop it and drag it on the bottom like a traditional Cinco or Texas Rig Worm. So it's just a super versatile tool because one minute as you're going down the bank, you can flip it into a laydown like a traditional Texas Rig, and then as you're going to the next piece of cover, you can reel it like a crankbait or a spinnerbait. So, it, there, again, there's some advantages to different ways you can rig it. You could Carolina rig this thing out deep. Guys throw it on a big shaky head. And weightless, actually, is another great option. If you're dealing with – if you want it to be either really on the surface or you're fishing the bait a lot slower, weightless is really awesome because with the Speed Senko, you get that same Senko-type shimmy when you stop the bait, especially when weightless. So – Again, trying to build baits that can do a lot of things. It can be a versatile Swiss Army knife type bait in your toolbox. We want baits that can do a lot with the package that you have. So that's what the Speed Cinco really does, is that you get the Cinco shimmy, you get the thump and kick of a moving action, you know, reaction type bait. And so really up to you. The options are endless with the Speed Cinco. Yeah, and, and you fishermen want to pay attention to this because, you know, if you're thinking about fishing the Southern California lakes, yeah, they, they're going up and down like a drawbridge on uh, Saturday night, so we don't get a lot of grass beds. But as soon as you start getting out to the South uh, Colorado River, you start fishing Havasu, you start fishing Mojave, I think this is where you're going to find this bait to be really effective because of all the grass and weed beds and everything like that that are on these lakes because they have stable water over there. Hey, Jack, uh, uh, just now to talk about a bait that I don't think anyone's seen yet, and I was kind of scratching my head. It's a craw type of bait, and I know Yamaha uh, Yamamoto has the Psycho Dad, and they've got the Mermaid and the Cowboy that are craw types of baits in a way they've come out with a bait that is you know completely different again you want to tell us about the uh the new i think it's called the yamacraw yep yeah the yamacraw this one this one is one of the this one is a special one to me because so i i started working for gsm and yamamoto baits back in may so the process had already begun with a lot of the other baits that we ended up launching at ICAST, like the Slinko, like the Speed Cinco. But the Yamacraw was the first one for me personally, being a part of the team. I got to see pretty much every step of the develop- development. I got to see the 3D drawings. I was sent prototypes with different formulas. And so, and it's just seeing the process that goes, the level of detail that goes into building these baits here at Yamamoto. It was something I've always wanted, wondered about and wanted to see, so getting to see it firsthand was truly impressive. And I'm really, really excited about this one. I think we knocked it out of the park. So what it is, it's, it's, we call it the Yamacraw. It's a four-inch craw-type lure, and it has, it's a simple. It's a simple crawfish body with two crawfish legs that have three cut flanges into it. And really, it's an incredibly versatile craw lure that has a good amount of action, but again, it's utilizing our mega floater formula. And that's, the, again, the difference maker in this bait. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great crawls on the market. I've fished a million different craw baits, and they all catch fish. They all have a time and place. So we wanted to see if we could take attributes of different ones and build on them in this craw, in the Yama craw. And I think we really knocked it out of the park. So building that floater formula into it, you know, there's some floating crawls on the market, but they don't kick the way that the three-flange design that we've integrated into this Yamacraw does. 
And there are baits that have a lot of good kicking action, but they don't float. And the advantage of floating, especially as a jig trailer, that's really where I have found the absolute most success testing this bait, is that when you're dragging this jig on the bottom and you're crawling it over those rocks and you get to a, you feel a nice, good, solid rock and you say, oh, that, that's where a fish should be, and you stop the bait, normally with the traditional bait, when you, when you stop moving your line, the bait stops moving. That's how the action is created in lures. But with the floating formula, when you drag that craw and you stop it, the claws in that floating formula float up. So it's just like a crawdad in a natural defensive position. You know, when a crawfish gets defensive because it feels the threat of a predator, namely a big bass, it's going to throw its claws into the air into a defensive posture. And so that's exactly what you get in the animal crawl. And so it's actually been interesting for me testing it because, you know, traditionally I get a lot of my bites with a jig when I'm fishing a jig on the bottom. You know, if you stop the bit jig on the end of a drag and you reel up the slack and it's sitting there still, a lot of times when I go to start dragging it and hopping it again is when you get the bite. The, the fish sees the lure, swims over to it, and is curious. And then when the bait starts moving again, it's a trigger. It's a reaction strike. So a lot of times, because of that, traditionally in the past when I'm fishing a jig with other crawfish trailers that I've used in the past, that's when you feel the bite. But with the Yamacraw, I realized that a lot of times when I would go to pick back up, they would already have the lure. It's because instead of before when you go to drag the jig, that being the triggering action, now when you stop the jig and the claws float up, that's the trigger that often gets those bass to just go one extra step. It's too much. They can't handle it. They have to eat it. And so... It's been really exciting to see the results. Again, all the theorizing you do, you study crawfish in their natural habitat, and you say, this is what they seem to do, this is what they seem to act like, you know, and then you say, well, we also know that this kind of thump, this kind of vibration in a soft plastic can trigger a lot of strikes, a good kicking motion. You know, we have a number of different crawbaits at Yamamoto, but they all do different things. The psychodad with its bulbed claws, are very, it's a very subtle, very natural crawfish lure. It's great as a jig trailer as well, but it's a more subtle craw. So when you want less action around pressured fish or cold water, it's a great option. The cowboy with the more double, it's almost an enlarged double tail grub if you've ever seen the cowboy. It has two giant, well, it's really grub arms, So they're, but those arms don't have flanges on them. And so the difference is that they sort of flow naturally, almost like a worm would, a, a ribbon tail worm. The craw, the yama craw, with the three-flange design, you get the kicking action. It's a more up-and-down, straight kicking action, but it's a little bit tighter, a little bit tighter vibration and subtler vibration than other craws on the market, but it's enough water movement that you can fish this in dirty water as well. So, anyway, I know I've been going on and on, but this one, that's why I can't help but go on and on about this one because it's, it's such an effective tool, and I think anglers will come to love it as they get to put it in their tackle boxes. Boy, it, it sounds like a, an exciting product. Uh, just one more product quickly because we've only got about two minutes before the break. I have really sold a lot of the new uh, Zakos that are out there. You know, we're uh, we fish a lot of uh, underspins here. It turns out to be a tremendous trailer. Also, smaller chatter baits. It's uh, good. Tell us a little bit about that new three-inch Zaycos that's out. Yeah, the, Z- the three-inch Zayco was just really a no-brainer. Again, that's, that, all the credit of that bait goes to Brett Height. He's the mastermind behind it. He knew what he wanted, what it took to make a bladed jig trailer work and catch more fish than any other one. And so the, we saw tremendous 
success with the original Zayco as the standard chatterbait trailer. And we've just found that with the fishing pressure that COVID brought around, that a lot of times going to a smaller chatterbait gets more bites. And so it was just a no-brainer of let's just downsize this into an even more bite-sized package and take all the same attributes, the subtle vibration and swim that looks just like a bait fish and the amazing profile, and just dumb it down into so that it fits smaller chatterbaits. And like you said, there's other ways to fish it. I fished it on a Demiki rig a little bit. An underspin, that would be a great tool. But that one was simply a no-brainer, and it's been one of the ones that I also have turned to a lot. I, In fact, I got to use it a little bit. Um, I fished a tournament on Cayuga earlier this year, and actually it was my first time throwing the three-inch Zacco, and I put it on the back of a little chatterbait in an area with a lot of fishermen, and I ended up catching a few big bass, and I was fortunate enough to win the tournament. I caught a few fish on it. So, so I have confidence in it, that's for sure. All right, and hey, though, uh, hey, we're just about ready to go to break now, Jack. But I, I've got to say one thing: with these new products that've been coming on out, great designs. What also Yamamoto has done is they've kept the products very affordable. In this day, when the price of everything is going up, they could have come out with new products, and they they could have really jacked up the uh, price on these things. These things are right in the same price guidelines as most of all the Yamamoto products that you're used to. And i got to congratulate Yamamoto for doing that. Thanks, John. We definitely definitely never intend to make high prices. We're just trying, again, the process is I've been fortunate enough being a part of the Yamamoto team to actually go to the plant and see the process that it takes to build the plastics here in America and to keep it in America with the folks that have been building the baits for years using the processes, hands-on processes that they do, sometimes that's going to require a higher price, but I think you're going to find it being a bang for your buck in the fish that you catch at the end of the day. You got it. Hey, listen, we've been talking with uh, Jack Price. Oh, Wendy, i got to go to break. Can you wait until after uh, we come back? Sure thing. Yeah. Hey, uh, we're talking with Jack Price. Uh, he's on the pro staff for Yamamoto. There's a new product that Bill Lewis has come out with. I want to talk with that. Wendy's got something she wants to add to the conversation too but you're going to have to wait because we got to go to commercial break we'll be right back after these messages hi this is jim trelikas whether you're an avid angler or custom rod builder like me you need to team up with the leading innovator in rod building related products batson enterprises from rain shadow rod blanks engineered by anglers for anglers to quality rod components supplied by alps and forecast batson enterprises will enhance the quality of your fishing and rod building experience batson enterprises for many years has excelled in incorporating rod building technologies and techniques into every product sold owner bill Batson has assembled one of the finest group of in-house professionals to assist you with your every rod building question or need. So take it from me, Jim Trelikas, when my customer's expectation is for me to build them the finest fishing rod their money can buy, I turn to Batson Enterprises for the best rod components my money can buy. Hi. This is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that will help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all the major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. 
We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Well, it sounds like we're back. We want to welcome you back to Rod and Real Radio. Wendy Toshihara is with me tonight. We are speaking with our special guest, pro staffer from Yamamoto Bait Company, Bill Lewis and Buckeye Baits, Mr. Jack Dice. Jack, I know you're on the East Coast. It's getting late over there, but we very much appreciate you spending time to be with us. Well, I'm actually... Usually a night owl, to be honest. I'm, that's the one thing about fishing that usually doesn't sit well with me is the early mornings. That's the one thing. But <laughs> thankfully, if it was anything other than fishing, I'd have a hard time getting up. But the late night's no problem for me. All right. Hey, Wendy, uh, before we took a break, uh, you were going to chime in. Now's the time. Hey, Jack, I just want to say, you know, we interview a lot of people, a lot of pro staff. Um, I have pro staff for Iserline um, that I manage, and I just want to say the knowledge of the product that you represent is great. You know, anybody out there who's looking, you know, to see how do you get sponsored, that's how you get sponsored. You, you're just awesome. Every question that John asked, you're able to answer with great detail and passion. Thank you. That means a lot coming from someone like you who's so knowledgeable in the industry yourself. So I appreciate that. It's really just thanks to the team that I have, I get to work with. I'm just fortunate to get with, to work with people who are very knowledgeable about not just our product, but fishing in general. So it, it's, it's a, a great environment to learn and grow in. You know, Wendy, you know that because of the time that you spent with Iserline, you are talking about a product that you have a tremendous amount of confidence in that when you are talking about the product, you're not selling something just to sell something. You are selling something that the fishermen are really going to benefit from that's really going to enhance their experience. And with the product lines that Jack is with, Yamamoto and Bill Lewis, these are products that you have great confidence in. You know you're going to go out and catch fish. You don't have to apologize to people for talking about the product. And and I think that's why you and Jack can talk with such great confidence about the products you represent. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it shows and it comes through that he really believes in the product that he's representing and he uses it. So that that's just awesome. Well, that's great. Well, hey, Jack... Let's get away from Yamamoto for a little bit because we could actually spend two hours talking about that product line. But I want to talk about another product line that uh, you represent. And you've had some firsthand experience with these new baits that are coming on out. It is a bait that Bill Lewis is coming out with. Earlier in the show, we had talked about a product uh, called Bait Pop, which is a product that you can apply on your line, on your baits, to make them uh, stand out more in this era of new real-life forward-scanning uh, sonars that we've got. But L Bill Lewis seems to be taking the initiative of coming out with baits 
that fit that need. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the bait you've been fishing with? Yeah. So the the bait that we just were we came out we launched it at iCasting that we we had prototypes to take photos and really you know expose to the public of the concept of the bait, but getting the actual with with the you know supply chain issues that we've been having, we've been waiting to actually get the final samples of uh, our new line of jerk baits called the scope stick. And it wasn't until literally a couple weeks ago, I finally got the final finished prototype in my hand, the final finished product, I should say, after numerous prototypes. And I got to actually get to start fishing with it. And so, like you said, forward facing sonar is becoming so popular. And it's one of those, it's kind of, I I should say it's a little bit contentious, maybe at least in the pro fishing world. I know there's some people that really <laughs> are against it, and there's some people who are really for it. And I think the, 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 the difference is that it's one of those tools that makes you more efficient as an angler. And so when you have it and have the chance to use it, it's easy to love it. Because when, when it is working, when it is clicking, there are times where it allows you to target fish that have never seen a lure before. It's the final frontier of bass fishing. It's the fish that... You know, they aren't sitting on a laydown. They're not in that clump of grass. These fish are open water, pelagic, just like fish in the ocean. And before, they were so hard to target. But forward-facing a lot sonar is now showing them. They're now able to be seen. So if you can't do it, if you've never had the chance, and especially if you're watching tournaments where guys are just simply staring at the screen, it can I can see why it could be monotonous. But it's one of those things that it, I've been – had the chance to actually put it on my boat more recently and use it, and I've become just just obsessed with it because it's so cool. You get the sight fishing. What all the things that the elements that make sight fishing so exciting, you get with forward facing sonar. You get to see the fish in his environment and how he reacts to different presentations that you make. And so, because of how exciting it is, and the, to every angler that gets the chance to use it we know that it's only going to become more and more commonplace across the angling world. But like all different types of fishing, whether you're fishing, you know, rocky channel swings or docks, there's always different lures for different, you know, scenarios that are going to fit better than others. And with forward-facing sonar, again and again, jerkbaits have shown themselves to be such an effective tool. And the reason is that jerkbaits allow you to reel the bait down and then stop it right and hover in a fish's strike zone for a long time and when you're out in the middle of nowhere fishing out in the dead middle of the lake that it's hard to beat that because a sinking lure will sink right past them and you've got to hold it in their face to get them to trigger to strike and a lot of times it'll sink too fast if you're fishing just a, a like a say a spinnerbait or a jig but and then there are times where the fish are too deep to throw say a topwater or something that would stay on top so, of course, it's going to vary on the seasons and the conditions, but jerkbaits have played again and again. So, at Bill Lewis, we knew we had to launch a lineup of jerkbaits, but we wanted to dial these in super specific because that's what forward-facing sonar is all about. It's about dialing in your cast to the exact spot where a fish is living. And so, doing that, we wanted to make sure that when you pick up a jerkbait, we wanted our, every jerkbait on our line to be one that would hit a different fish in a different zone. And so... Our lineup of jerkbaits, we have six different models. We have two smaller ones, a 100-millimeter length size jerkbait, so kind of smaller jerkbait. And then our bread and butter size is the 120, and we have that in a floating model, a 4- to 6-foot suspending model, a 6- to 10-foot suspending model, and 
our deep thinking model. And so what that means for you as an angler is that you can dial in wherever the fish is holding. What forward-facing sonar, sonar shows us that we used to have to guess at, we now know exactly where the fish is holding at in the water column. We don't have to rotate through a number of baits to know, well, are they high in the water? Are they low? You can see. So we want to make sure that, again, the efficiency that forward-facing sonar brings you, we have to continue that efficiency by having the bait that matches every fish you see. So the floater, when you see fish high in the water column, it's going to be the tool I pick up. When I see fish in that four- to six-foot range, I'm going to grab the four- to six-foot suspender. If they're a little bit deeper, I'm going to grab the six- to ten-foot suspender. And if they're really even deeper than that, the one that I'm honestly probably the most excited about has been the deep sinker because now, unlike a lot of jerkbits on the market, this one has a slow, steady sink. It looks just like a bait fish dying, and now you can reach those fish with a jerkbait even deeper than you ever could before. So it allows you to take the already effective fish-catching action that you get from a jerkbait and put it on fish that have never seen it before. And with forward-facing sonar, you can now do that in areas that you could never target fish before. And so it's really opening up a whole new world of possibilities for anglers. So what this all translates into is this is a lure that is coming on out that can be better seen by the fishermen on the forward-facing sonars. But at the same time, if you do not have that technology, it is still a lure that you're going to want to put in your box. Absolutely. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's Again, it's a, it, there's nothing truly that in this bait that is going to take away from fishing it without forward-facing sonar. A jerkbait is an effective tool. We've been using them to catch bass for years and years and years all over the country, long before there was forward-facing sonar. And so everywhere that you were going to throw a jerkbait traditionally, this bait has the perfect side-to-side darting action that triggers strikes from a jerkbait. But really what sets this one apart for forward-facing sonar is not only do we get precise with the targeted depth, but also we built into the bill angle and the sides of this bait. We found that in testing with forward-facing sonar, flat surfaces, wider flat surfaces seem to show up better. And so we made sure that the sides of the jerkbait on the scope stick are very flat. They're noticeably flat, like a flat-sided crankbait, and that shows up better on forward-facing sonar, not to mention the angle of the bill. It's a lot fatter bill than other jerkbaits on the market. One, that means that when the the jerkbait is facing directly at the sonar unit, that wider bill is more surface area for the unit to pick up, so you can see your jerkbait clearer at farther distances. But what it also does is that this jerkbait has a little bit of a unique action to it in that it seems to turn a little bit more side-to-side than other jerkbaits, almost like a walk-the-dog-style action. Mm. And what it does is it turns those big, flat sides of the jerkbait towards the unit and, again, allows you to see it even better. And, and so testing it, it was funny. I was on the lake actually the other day throwing it for the first time and had actually phenomenal success with it. The wintertime bass here in Virginia are starting their feet up for the dead of winter. And they were, again, out in the middle of the lake chasing bait, and I got to use the scope stick in the, really in its, at its deadliest. And I just they, they bit like crazy. I caught a bunch of really big fish, so that was really a great day for me as, as being part of the team at Bill Lewis to have confidence knowing that, yeah, our bait catches big fish. And that's, that same action that triggered those strikes will trigger strikes whether you're fishing from the bank, a pond, or just with, if you don't have forward-facing sonar, it's going to be very effective as well. But we built it specifically so that if you are using forward-facing sonar, 
you can be even more advantageous with it. Now, Jack, I know you're not in the marketing department of uh, uh, this animal, but uh, do you have any idea of when these are going to be available on the market? And how about the range of colors? Uh, uh, are they going to come in a limited number of colors, or do you think there'll be a really good selection of colors that the fishermen uh, throughout the country uh, have known to uh, get from the Bill Lewis Company? Uh, again, I'm not in the marketing department, but I'll do my best. I believe that we're hoping that the ships will arrive with the first shipments of these scope sticks around the second week of January, where they'll start hitting stores. You'll start to be able to find them in stores such as yours and others across the country, and ho hopefully can get into your hands in time for that winter bite. And we're going to have a range of colors. We're, we're starting with 12 colors, about, I believe. And they're the, all the colors that we found talking to our pros. This is, again, why our pro staff is so integral to what we do, is that we don't just say, oh, well, let's just come out with these colors. Yeah, that, let's come out with an arbitrary number of random colors. The way that we know come out with the ones that we do is we go to our pros and say, what is essential? What are the colors that you use day in and day out in a jerkbait? And those are the ones that we filled out. So we have your pro blues, your table rock shads, your Cajun pearls. We've got everything from solid pearlescent colors to translucent natural shad patterns and even your, your perch colors. And we even have a red one in there for if your Rayburn red. A red jerkbait's actually pretty unique. There aren't very many on the market, so that one was an exciting one to add. And also, not to mention your gold chromes, which are going to play in Florida, your chrome and orange bellies, which is the traditional Oklahoma dirty water type color. We just knew that from talking to our pro staff that live in different parts of the country, what colors are good in each region, and we tried to get a little bit of everything that is essential in a jerkbait. Well, you know, and that's the thing about having a good pro staff. There was a time uh, when a manufacturer would come out with a design of lure that they thought would work, and they'd take and they'd slap somebody's name on it, and... Uh, you didn't know whether or not that thing worked or not. But now, in this day and age, we've got lures that are going continually through through twist, testing and tweaking by the pro staff so that when the manufacturer comes out with a product like Yamamoto or like Bill Lewis, you know that it's gone through the ringer and that that lure does what it's supposed to do and that it works. And, Jack, you're in the antithesis of that for Yamamoto and Lewis and Buckeye, and uh, man, I want to thank you for the hard work that you put in to get these lures working so everyday putts fishermen like me can go out and stand a chance of catching fish of a lifetime. Uh, well, I appreciate that, John. I don't. I wouldn't call you a putt of an angler. You know, <laughs> you've been around the block a few more times than I have, so I'm sure I could learn a ton from you, and I'm really just a small piece, but I'm very thankful to be a part of it. I'll say that, and and Really, the exciting thing for me is that because for me to have a clean conscience, I can't sell products that I know don't work. And so that's why that's yep. why the process of building baits for us here at GSM with Bill Lewis, Yamamoto, Buckeye, and Steel Shed is so rigorous and so tedious is because we want to get it right. Like, I want to catch more fish every time I go on the lake. And so, so maybe, to be honest, sometimes it's kind of selfish, the, the product building process, is because I just want to catch fish. So, and I know that if I catch fish with it, that I'll be much more confident in knowing that if you put it in your hands, in your tackle box, if you take the time 
to spend your hard-earned money with us, I want it to give you results because that's what I want on the water as well. So, so knowing that that process been, has been so thorough to get the baits to catch fish first and then fishermen makes me just be – actually, I can say proudly that I'm, I stand behind every product we build. Well, Jack, I appreciate you being with us and informing us about the Yamamoto baits the way you have. Let's uh, catch up with you here in the beginning of 2023 to talk about more of these baits. And as you get more information about what's happening, how we can fish these things. Thanks a lot for taking your Sunday to be with us. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Whenever you want to have me on, it's always a good time. So thanks, John. Thank you, Wendy. I'm, I'm Super excited to be a part of the team and super excited that you guys love talking to us. All right. Jack Dice from Yamamoto, Bill Lewis, uh, uh, Buckeye Lords. Uh, thanks a lot for, again, and we appreciate your time. Hey, guys, we uh, are coming to like the end of uh, the live broadcast for Ron Real Radio for 2022. We're coming into the Christmas season. Sammy Lee passed on a little Christmas ditty to me that I'd like to pass on to you right now. And I'm hoping that you're going to find it to be yeah, Christmassy. What can I tell you? It goes something like this. Towards the week before Christmas, when here in the south, the weather was warming. Time to go out and catch largemouth. I should be out shopping for gifts with care. But instead, I have hopes that the bass will be there. The water's too cold for the bass to be bedding, so I'll just have to catch them fishing slower instead. While Mama's at home wrapping gifts with class, I'm on the lake. I'm fishing for bass. When up on the shoreline arose such a clatter, I ran to the bank to see what was the matter. When what to my wonder my eyes should appear, but a sleigh pulled by eight, eight white-tailed deer. I have to admit, I was a little confused. St. Nick was here early, which left me bemused. I told him, St. Nick, please, you better take care, because it's deer season, it's deer season in these parts, so you deer should beware. There's hunters about. Even though there's no chill, looking for fresh venison, all ready to grill. He replied, they'll have to chance it, alone in the woods. I'd love to go fishing. If I could join you, I would. Turns out old Santa's a bassaholic by heart. Catching bass to unwind has done so far for a, for a start. So back across the lake, we did fly to see if I could help old St. Nick catch a few. Thus, we drove to my spot in my nimble bass boat, where he sat beside me, all jolly and fat. And he whistled and he shouted and he called out with wishes, let's fish crankbaits and worms and catch a bunch of fishes, spinnerbaits and jigs, all must we shall try. We'll catch him. We'll catch us some bass to the best we will try. We had quite a day with cast after cast. He passed way too fast. I wished it would last. 
I came to find out St. Nick's a great stick. When it comes to cold water, he knows all the tricks. I wanted to beat him, but I thought just twice. If I did do that, might I not be nice? If I'm naughty, I'll get switches of cold. Not that power pole that I really wanted for Christmas. So catch him we did all the way to until dark. Till he said he must go. It's being getting to get dark. There's still work to be done before my big night. So back to the reindeer, I must take flight. Back to the elves before they all start fighting. A delay in getting ready just would not be right. So left me he did, and they took to the skies. And he and his eight reindeer, north they did fly. And he whistled and he shouted and he called them by name. But since he's been fishing, there's na- their names aren't the same. Now Hodges, now Paris, now Otai, now Vicente, oh Pickwick, oh Mead, oh North Fork, oh Fork. Tis the end of the dam to the top of the trees. Now dash away, dash away, dash away, please. But as he flew off, I did hear him call out, Merry Christmas to you and best wishes to all. So on behalf of all of us here at Rod and Reel Radio, Wendy, Stan, uh, uh, Israel and the AM540 Studios, Ben Hoer, uh, uh, Harvey, our local producer, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill, good night, everyone. We'll be on Sunday night and New Year's night with recorded shows, but we'll be back on January 8th with another live edition of Rod and Reel Radio. So until then, have a great Christmas, a happy new year. We'll see you in 2023 live again. Good night, everyone. Ah, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Uh Uh-huh. Gone fishing. I'm real gone, man. (laughs) You ain't working anymore. Could be. There's your hole out in the sun. Where you left a row half done You claim that hoeing ain't no fun But I can prove it You ain't got no ambition Gone fishing